0: So you're getting tattooed, right, Tom? Soon again? Yes. Um, what are you going to get?
1: Um, I am getting a traditional punk with the words around to pack your fist full of hate. If any Ceremony fans are listening in, that is inspired by one of their best songs, "Cursed." Um, the full lyric is "Pack your fist full of hate and take a swing at the world."
0: I think I think you should get a scorpion with a sun by Creepy Jason uh, on your throat. I think that's what you should get.
1: I, uh, to be honest I do not think I have it in me to get a throat tattoo I
0: no oh, I'm looking again right look I am so those, thank you to the listeners of the podcast for um, putting up with no tattoo history uh, or uh, and for this episode being a bit late because uh, I had a little accident uh, it was the first week of term um, I was coming home from campus. Uh, I, I was tired. I got on a little electric scooter because I'm cool. Um, I was I was riding like the wind until I hit a, a pothole at full speed, 13 miles an hour. Came off, uh, broke my elbow, uh, slashed my chin on uh, on my watch, uh, sprained both my wrists. And destroyed my dignity and Tom's um, carefully planned schedule for the release of this podcast in the process. So, ap- apologies to anyone who's listening uh, for for to- and Tom. If you, hopefully you listen to the episode that Tom and the amazing Sinead did uh, last week, normal service will be resumed. Um, but you know, I've been dazed. I've not had enough sleep. I was in E all night. Like I've been. Also, t- term started. I've been teaching new students um it's all very very hectic um and then tom once again made me watch ink master so i rushed home from work today tired um you know like still still sore exhausted and and i had to i had to i had to watch i had to watch ink master tom why why are you doing this to me
1: why I, one well, I- one thing I, one thing i'm going to say is one, I've never or, Well, two things. One, I've never heard anyone talk about using electric scooters other than when they have accidents. I've <laughs> never heard anyone mention them unless they've hurt themselves. And two, this actually, this episode wasn't too bad.
0: This episode okay, well, wasn't well, too. Well, bad. You and I, you and I can talk about that. You and I which, can, you which, we'll which is a exactly why we're
1: sitting here recording. <laughs> so, what is the oh? You're very welcome to Beneath the Skin, the show about the history of everything told through the history of tattooing. I almost forgot to introduce it. There we go. I I am one of your hosts, Thomas O'Mahony, and I'm joined by my slowly recovering, uh, slowly geriatric um, co-host, Dr.
0: Matthew Lodder. Cool. Hello. Cool scooter riding legend. Slash Actually,
1: I, ha- I have a bo- have a bone to pick before we start this on uh, the Maya episode. Unfortunately, I pronounced uh, Maya's name incorrectly at the start, but you said I can't say your name correctly. How how like I? How do you pronounce it in your? That, angle was, a, at that all? was a
0: joke. That was a joke only because you know fiddledee. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
1: This is once again <laughs> an Irish sentiment from uh, my left wing academic co-host.
0: Alleged, allegedly. <laughs>
1: so Matt what is the theme of this week?
0: Well this this week um I've learned again I've really this has been a good uh, art lesson for me. Um this week is contrast. Once again my first note uh, in my in my notebook about this is not about uh, ink master straightforwardly or all the content of the show. It's about Joel Madden's not hat this week but hoodie. Oh, his so MDDN branded yeah, Madden hoodie. Yeah. John Madden was wearing a hoodie that said Mudden on it. And I said to Layla, my my uh, long suffering um, carer, basically at this point, uh, wife, lover. Insert ball at um, my wife joke. Yeah. I said, sh- Should I get a t shirt or a shirt printed or a hoodie or just a line of merch, even? Maybe a, a um, beneath the skin line of merch of shirts that say Luder. LDR.
1: Fun- funnily enough, you mentioned that I am actually, I'm I'm actually getting two of two beneath the skin T-shirts printed this weekend. One for me and one for Matt. What would your What would yours be? Mm-hmm. Uh To be honest, it would probably be the exact same as anyone in this country pronounces my name. So,
0: you know. <laughs> so uh, you know,
1: it's like it's like he can't spell his own name. But that, but that's the cool like tech industry thing of you know, remove all the vowels, make it nice and sleek. What would the what would, what, would, what would Mütten be like? Uh, I have a joke in my head that I cannot say for legal reasons, so I will tell you off my. Another- Mad, I, okay. I want to ask. I want to ask first. So since it's contrast week, can you please give? And this, I feel like we should feature this going forward. Can you give the art historian definition for contrast?
0: Well, I, again, I learned from um, from this week that contrast is not just contrast of 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 and Lott, but also of. Shape and not shape like formlessness um I don't know once again they're making the, the theme they're making it up they're making the theme up yeah it makes no sense it has nothing to do with anything that anyone does
1: but what but, but what I, but what is the academic answer can you give me the technical answer
0: yeah I mean I don't know like I think if we were talking about contrast in a sort of strictly sense about painting or or image making it really is you know it's a it is a a a a, a, a definition between light and dark between shade and uh, and light um you know hot, uh, 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 again i we didn't didn't really get a lot of a lot of that yeah but yeah that was you know that was the dichotomy between representation and meaning yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly thomas um yeah so yeah, that, uh, basically that's how I, you know, contrast, I think, would be, you know, like the contrast on your telly, like the contrast on your monitor, like it's this balance between bright, between light and dark, essentially. Um, you know, there's lots of technical ways we can talk about that in our historical terms, like things like chiaroscuro, um, you know, the very dark. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I looked it up. by Caravaggio. Did you? Oh, yes. So it is the Nerd. difference
1: in the concentration of values. Yeah.
0: Well, I suppose so yeah I mean, if you're talk I guess that would be in a kind of technical sense for the contrast of a monitor or a television if you're talking about like the r g b or the hex values of color, yeah, 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 that or doesn't really work for painting, yeah, that doesn't really w- um, that would that would work for printing or for like um or for monitors. I don't think that would really work for like painting, but yeah, that makes sense, okay. So
1: we're on contrast week flash challenge has returned we find out that katie is sick so she will not be participating i i personally want to bring this up because with if katie was there there would be an uneven number of competitors and they're paired in teams of two unless they were going to pair them in teams of three i think maybe they gave her an opportunity like look if you want to sit this one out if you're not feeling well Fair enough. We've, we've what, is the, what is the treatment of the contestants in this season if uh, there's constantly people either out sick or
0: uh, leaving <laughs> yeah. the
1: show for health reasons?
0: Or abandoning their, abandoning their children. Anthony Has Anthony gone home to feed his child? We don't know. He wasn't eliminated last week. You know, we've heard that he's just regained custody. Not mentioned this like- week. We don't know.
1: No, maybe it's like a bring your kid to work day, you know, like his kid is like wiping down the tattoos and they've just like keyframed him out of
0: the picture. I'm just imagining this child like his dad was due back home at like, you know, 7 p.m. about three weeks ago. And he's there like, Daddy, (laughs) when will you come home? Just like staring at the door, like wasting away. This series
1: is just a, a meditation on child neglect. Um, so the challenge this week is they are given gunpowder, but technically I will be a stickler on this. It's not gunpowder, it's flash powder. Gunpowder uh, creates combustion, so it's designed to propel stuff forward. This could be flash powder, which is designed to create smoke and a spark. So they're given two canvases, and with contrast, they have to use gunpowder we'll call it gunpowder to lay out a design and then combust it and then use the varying the varying shades of burn marks from the gunpowder to create a contrasting design
0: yeah and uh, i didn't know who said it. i didn't write down but i did write down someone said this is almost like tattooing (laughs) almost is it almost i think it might have been bob actually so Look, this again. This normally being a tattoo history podcast, so I'm gonna let's talk about tattoo history a bit uh, quickly with gunpowder. So there's a couple of interesting things. Number one, um, one of the theories about why uh, sailors were getting into tattooing, um, one of the kind of origin stories potentially, although it seems pretty implausible, is that people were getting powder burns. So loading cannon or loading musket and uh, explosion fired particles, you know, the, the 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 particles of gunpowder unburnt ended up under the skin causing a wound healing and leaving a mark um that actually that does actually happen occasionally with like people there's some photos online of people making like homemade muskets and homemade projectile weapons um and they are going off in their hands and they're mending up with basically these big black powder flashes on their hands doesn't seem very plausible but that's something that people do say I, other, other that said, gunpowder definitely was used as a tattoo ink. Um, you know, in dilution, um, probably in a in an alcohol on board ships because you know it's it will on your skin. <laughs> the 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 great other story about this is is recently um, this kid uh, was trying to build one of these homemade like projectile weapons. Went off in his hand, had a big powder flash burn on his hand. And so they were like, "Okay, how are we going to get rid of this? Uh, how do we get rid of tattoos? Laser." So the story in this paper is that they lasered off this gunpowder, and um, it was exploding under his skin because it it hadn't exploded. And this is in a this is in a medical paper, so it's pretty it's pretty legit. Um, I just love this idea. I mean, there's a sense in the paper um, of the authors going, "Oh shit, we didn't think this through." <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that seems like a sketch from a comedy show. You know, we're gonna explode this child's skin.
0: Yeah, and it's like, it's, I'll, 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 the, um, I'll fo- see if I can find the um, I'll find the photo the photo of it while we're recording, uh, just so you can, um, just so you can see, uh, like this hilarious photo of this kid, um, uh, right cuz he looks doesn't look very happy with himself and it's like literally a literally a teenager um uh where are we uh treatment of yeah this is it i think treatment of gunpowder treatment of treatment of traumatic gunpowder by q switched uh q switched nynd nd nag laser from um december 2000s uh, an unusual advert. The, the actual title of the paper, here we go. So this is published in Dermatologic Surgery um, in December 2000 by T. Fusade, Gérard Toubel, C. grognard, and J.M. Mazer. Who says um, you don't
1: learn anything on this show?
0: Exactly. Um, and that was published in 2000. Um, uh, and this is the abstract of the paper. I've got it actually on my computer, but um, oh, there we go. Full text available. Download. Uh, so... The Q-switched Q- ND YAG laser can completely eliminate traumatic tattoos. We, we report the results of the unsuccessful removal of traumatic tattoos among three patients with dermal inc- inclusions of gunpowder who were shot at, shot at close range. Treatment was tried in each patient with a Q-switched laser at medium fluence. During the treatment of our patients, each pulse provoked sparks in the immediate formation of bleeding transepidermal pits. Right. If you haven't yet started your metal band, uh, you can have uh, trans-epidermal pits or bleeding trans-epidermal pits as the name of your band.
1: Funnily enough, I was in the gym yesterday evening and I was wearing uh, a t-shirt from a great band called Blood Incantation. And I was waiting to do a lat pull-down on the lat pull-down machine and the guy who was uh, using it was like, oh, if you want to jump in while I'm resting, you can. I was like, oh, cool. And... Very typical, like death metal T-shirt, you know, has that type of font. And the guy just asked me, he's like, "Oh, what band is that?" And I'm like, "This is a guy who I would not expect to know anything about, you know, <laughs> death metal." I was like, "Oh, it's a band called Blood Incantation." He was like, "Oh, are they anything like Cradle of Filth?" And I was like, "A little bit." And he was like, "Oh, bit. cool!" And he was like, "I'll, I'll check them out." And then he said <laughs> to me later on, I was like, oh, I will listen to that band. It's really cool."
0: He was hitting on you. Uh, so his, his his like academic speech for for um. Well, I'll translate. So they say we hypothesize. We hypothesize that the rapid transfer of high energy pulses to powder particles creates micro explosions of these fragments, resulting in cavitation and provoking trans holes and subsequent scars. In English, that's like we fired gunpowder on your skin with laser, and it fucking exploded. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, guys. There we go. But anyway, um, back so look, we're, to the episode. We're, we're learning. There you go, well, look,
1: see. We are. Um, so the pairs of teams are Bob and Gian Oh no, it's Pawn and Gian Uh, Jason and Tony, Angel and Bob, and DJ and Anthony. Anthony, correct. So what what do you think of these uh these teams? Well,
0: my other quote my other quote that I wrote so DJ and Anthony, DJ said, "Let's think out the tattoo flash box. Like, let's do something really like crazy and out there. Let's do a candle,
1: <laughs> skulls and candles. Never seen them before. Once
0: again, proving my hypothesis that you give tattooists a blank bit of paper and they'll do you a skull or or, or a heart or uh, or let's you know, like the, the wildest, craziest thing that they could think of." Was a candle? Yeah. So like, <laughs> and then they didn't even. And, just
1: do it. Then they did a skull. Yeah, and like, funny enough, so like, Bob and Angel did like a, a werewolf type thing. Uh, Gian and Pond did a sa- a traditional Sacred Heart design. Um, DJ and Anthony. It didn't actually even show them designing it at all. It was no. like, and then my favorite is Tony and Jason because Tony was like. I hope I don't get put with Jason. He seems like, a, <laughs> like a, a complete dick. And then they're talking about like, oh, what if we did like a stoner metal wizard? And I tried to take a screenshot of Paramount Plus's uh, whatever security software they have won't let you screenshot it. But I was like, if you ever want to see a picture of two people who enjoy smoking weed and listen to stoner metal, it's like Jason <laughs> in his big blue pea coat with the fur and like the hat and Tony just there like dressed like a motorcycle cholo.
0: Yeah, again, I wrote, um, I wrote quotes, I love wizards. (laughs) I do. Uh, Do you know what? I I need, I need to talk
1: about this because I was tweeting about it. It I like, I do, I love wizards. I love like pictures of wizards. Funnily enough on TikTok, there's kind of like this trend of like the type of, type of stuff I've been on recently. And it's like pictures of wizards. And it's like people talking about what they've been doing recently. But like, uh, as soon as I heard them say that, I was like, you know what? I want to go listen to, you know, Reefer Sutherland by uh, Bong Ripper, Electric Wizard, and of course, The Gods, The Gods, Dope Smoker by Sleep. Funnily enough, like, one, the album art for that was done by Eric Roper. Incredible, incredible, you know, design. And he does, like, all of the kind of, like, stoner rock, stoner metal kind of art. And... That song, it's an album, but it's one song that's 63 minutes long and is incredible. But I used to live, so I had to get the bus home from college quite a lot uh, when I was younger. So that's like a two and a half hour bus. And you can imagine like a fully packed coach at like half two in the afternoon. So what I used to do was put on Dope Smoker and I would be asleep within 20 minutes and I had listened to that album so many times and it was only maybe about six months later that I actually listened to it like fully awake and it is like you know what other lyrics than set forth the weedians nazareth it like you know what yeah, see, like, I'm, about-
0: I'm not a i'm not a, i'm not a i'm not a weed guy uh, makes me feel Either sick. Am I. um <laughs> and you know slow music not good for someone with a d h d in general uh so you know, it's the wrong end of the sort of speed dial for me. I am um, what my when I started getting tattooed, you know, early 2000s, um, the, the the wizard thing was it was very kind of old. You know, it was like out, very out of fashion. There were some tattooers who were who were desperate to bring wizards back. Um, some of whom turned out to be neo-Nazis. Um, is there a connection there? But but they were sort of doing ironic wizards. But you can tell me as our regis, resident youth. I was about to
1: say this podcast is decidedly pro wizard, but uh, after you saying that, I, I don't. I'm not too sure anymore.
0: Oh, see, look, you are our resident youth correspondent, Thomas. You are on TikTok. Um, t- tell me if the kids are into wizards again, or what did Jason say? Like magic, magic users, sorcerers, male witches. Uh,
1: yeah, like the youth are. I think by the rate of like. So women are into like, and this is a gross over like generalization, but like, you know, women, astrology, fema- females, uh, female identifying people. We want to be inclusive here, but um, are into, you know, crystals, astrology, that sort of thing. Dudes need to get into wizards. We need to bring back wizards, big hats, you know, big cloaks. I want to see Matt Lauder rocking up to his book launch in a big cloak. Although I feel like that's not completely out of your wheelhouse to do that either. <laughs>
0: Nah, nah. I, I, I'd rock a cloak. I mean, um, yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm glad to see the. I'm glad to see the return of the wizard. I'm, I'm happy for. Th- I'm happy with that. You know, I'm, I'm. I'll go. I'll go with it. I'll go, I go. Th- there are definitely some fashy wizards around, but I will. Um, I'll lean. I'll lean into it. I'm happy. I'm happy for it. I was. Yeah. As I said, I, I, I one of the quotes I wrote down. Uh, I love wizards. So yeah, it's just. I'm happy with that.
1: If you want some, uh, if you want some uh, non uh, fascist wizards, just read uh, stuff like Ursula K. Le Guin. You know, Wizards of Earthsea, Earthsea, uh, Canon. You know, get some, get some good non neo Nazi wizards.
0: Yeah, do do read Ursula Ursula K. Le Guin? Um, read read The Lathe of Heaven by her, which hasn't got any wizards in it at all, but uh, is excellent. Um, I also, to be fair, right again, I, uh, although whoever it was, I think it was Bob who said this is almost like tattooing. It isn't. My, standard, my standing critique of these ridiculous fast challenges is that they have nothing to do with tattooing at all. I thought it was pretty cool, and I thought they worked nicely, and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed them, and I thought they were all super impressive. I thought, so, um, obviously, like, so Pon and Jian 1, with their Sacred Heart, that seemed to me to look a lot better close up than it did far away. Um... And that was probably the opposite of some of the other ones. Um, so I'm surprised that wasn't my favourite of them all. Um, but, you know, I was genuinely impressed, actually, with, with all of them. Um, I mean, again, yeah, we I, have... I,
1: I, I would suppose, like, general critiques, like, Angel and Bob's, like, it was interesting. It was, like, very readable. It just was quite flat in my mind. Uh, DJ and Anthony's was just like super muddy, like it was very hard, like it wasn't very readable. Uh, the Sacred Heart was; it was really good design, really good use of like the materials they had. I am very pro wizard, so I do think Jason and Tony <laughs> were robbed. I think you know for the use of the materials, they made the best use of them. But Bob and Gian won.
0: Yeah, uh, Paul and Gian, Pull and Gian won. I, I yeah, I think Pon that's totally fine. I thought I, again, I thought it was funny as I said that they were going to do a. Uh, I think out of the box and do a candle, and they did a skull and some candle. But uh, you know, it was, I think it was. I think they were all super, super uh, interesting. and i have never seen that done before. The the laser thing, so uh, the laser thing, the the gunpowder thing. So fair play, producers. It looked cool. Let's and talk for about Tony. anyone.
1: Yeah, and for anyone who uh, has complained to me that we don't talk about the uh, the drama in the show, uh, the drama is completely uninteresting and forced. So we do not care.
0: I don't even notice the drama, really. Like, what is? What, I don't get, Like, the only emotional jeopardy that I have watching this program is how Anthony's children are doing and whether they're getting fed. Like, that's
1: that, or how much uh, psychological damage this show is causing
0: you. Yeah, I, well, I'm, 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 I'm really into the the meta game. You know, like, I'm really interested in the uh, in, in the meta game here. I'm, I'm interested in the, the merch opportunities. Um, whether Joel Madden can spell his own name. Uh, I'm interested in yeah, how Anthony's children are doing, whether he'll retain custody. Um, I'm interested in still really like how creepy Jason really is. Um, I don't really notice any of the drama in the program. And I think actually that's probably in a way to the producer's credit. Cause I think, I think they could, they could make a lot more of it if they wanted to, I'm sure, but they haven't done. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If you really like Beneath the Skin and you want to help support us, you can do so on Patreon. For little as five quid a month, you can help make this show possible, help us buy research materials. So if you like the show and you want to support us, consider kicking us a few quid a month and you'll get everything from bonus episodes to Q and A's and you can even vote on what tattoo I'll get when we reach a certain subscriber count. Matt, have you got anything to say?
0: You should really definitely uh, fund the Patreon because tattoo history is massive, right? Deep, wide, complicated. We're covering some big hit topics on the main feed but on the Patreon subscriber only feed, we'll be getting into some really more interesting niche, deep topics you don't wanna miss out on. And honestly, the chance to kind of decide what Thomas gets on his body is probably just a once in a lifetime opportunity. Subscribe, chuck us a few quid, don't miss out on this chance to ruin Thomas's body forever.
1: Everyone knows that tattoo aftercare is one of the most important steps in getting a new tattoo. We all want our fresh new tattoos to heal as easily and hassle-free as possible so we can show them off to the world.
0: That's why Sanoderm's here to help. Driven by science and innovation, Sanoderm products have been thoroughly tested and used by doctors and tattoo artists alike for over 10 years.
1: Sanoderm brings cutting edge technology to make your tattoo healing process a breeze. No more messing around with cleaning and plastic every few hours with Sanoderm's amazing range of aftercare products. I personally have used Sanoderm to heal my tattoos in the past And they made what used to be a daily process of setting reminders on my phone to clean and rewrap my tattoo into a one-step process
0: their medical grade products include aftercare balms soaps and my favorite their second skin aftercare bandages sonoderms tattoo bandages are designed to be waterproof breathable and keep your new tattoo protected from whatever the elements can throw at it so you can get on with your day worry free and confident your new tattoo will look vibrant and will heal faster.
1: Plus, their products are all natural and ethically sourced, so you can take comfort in knowing that you're healing your tattoos with nature's finest ingredients.
0: So next time you're in an artist's chair, why not try Sanoderm? Healing your tattoos the modern way so you can get on with your day.
1: Check out the link in the description of this episode for discounts on a range of Sanoderm products or for more information. So, then we move on to the elimination tattoo. Katie's back. We'd love to see Katie back because Katie is a great tattoo artist. Um, So it is announced that this week's elimination tattoo is in Ryan Ashley's style. They make a big deal of the fact that, you know, Ryan Ashley won the show, despite my feelings that Gian should have won it that year. But she is a judge now. So her, she sets the challenge and it is black and gray, bug tattoos and then everyone goes whoa
0: no way bug tattoos what like as if it was the most outrageous thing all these like slow motion shots of going oh my god and once again right black and gray um as if i mean basically like we've talked about this already so we don't need to go over it again but like they're not. They're not really doing very anything very interesting with the styles, and then the, and then the taters don't really stick to it anyway. You know. So I, I, I'm going. I'm going to talk about
1: that l- later on because I did have beef with it. But Good. then we have Master of Chaos,
0: Dave Navarro, <laughs> the master- Come
1: down oh from God. the ceiling. He he's he's trapped in the TV like a wizard trapped in a crystal. You know, this is great with the wizard yeah. theme. You know.
0: So max head like max headroom, and then yes, exactly. And and, and then Joe Madden was like, "But, but, but wait, we've we've got the we've got the judges' style, (gasps) and we've got the creepy crawly bugs. What else?" Dave Navarro
1: saying, "You have to do it on someone's throat."
0: Yeah, that was the first. Sorry, I was the first time in this program, and there were more to come where I went absolutely get the fuck out. No, like fuck off. (laughs) I watched it with Layla. Like absolutely fuck no. Like what the fuck? And my, again, my exact roots, I wrote, bug tattoos were throat, grr, no, get fucked. That was my note to self.
1: <laughs> so like, you're not essentially with a throat tattoo. If we're, We should probably like set the scene for people. Matt is showing me his throat tattoo right now. So essentially anything... Uh, that is from the inner side of the sides of your neck from your clavicle to the bottom of your chin is considered the throat tattoo. So if you get something on the side of your neck essentially in line with your ear or the side of your jaw, that's a neck tattoo, whereas the throat tattoo is essentially like your palm on your
0: neck from your clavicle to your chin. We're learning anatomy with Tom Imani. Um, so uh, once again, I think it's... I mean, I I think it's brilliantly ethical to give people tattoos on their throats in a very limited amount of time in a style that the artists aren't comfortable with. Um, I think that's perfectly fine, Thomas. It didn't make me furious at all. Yeah. Uh,
1: as the as the owner of a throat tattoo, do you wanna do you wanna talk me through? Actually, well, I suppose technically you have three to- throat tattoos. Like, yeah, the I've got, got the side of, of my neck. neck I, mean, I mean, it's also
0: not super high up. This I had done. So I, I was tattooed by Mark, uh, an American artist, traditional artist called Mark Cross, uh, who was guesting at Frist Street Tattoo at the time. And I, the day before, <laughs> the day before, I'd had um, exploratory surgery on my jaw. I've had a lot of surgery on my jaw. Um, uh, I've had the whole bottom of, my f- bottom of my head, like, reattached, basically. Um so I've had a lot of jaw surgery. That was like the, one of the first things I had to do was like do some exploratory surgery. When I came round from the anaesthetic, the nurse said to me, sort of as a joke, like "Ha ha ha! I hope you haven't got any tattoo appointments booked soon, because the one of the things that the anaesthetic you're on uh, does is lower your inhibitions, and you might get something silly." And I was like "Ha ha ha!" knowing I had an appointment with Mark Book the next day. So. I went in just to get, and Mark's an amazing flash artist as a kind of interesting twist on on traditional. And I just picked, I just picked this cross and heart piece, um, and was like, "Hi, I'd like that on my throat, please." And he was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And then because I was full of like hardcore general dental anaesthetic and the recovery drugs. I fell asleep while I was getting my throat tattooed, and Mark. And it was, it was, it was only a couple of hours. It, you know, it's a traditional piece. It's not massive, but Mark was like, "I've n- it's never happened to me before. No one's ever fallen asleep getting their throat tattooed." So maybe my experience is not easily translatable to the general, the general throat experience. But you know, the artist that I had tattooed my throat, um, you know. Uh, I chose him to do it. He was tattooing in a style that he was comfortable with. And I already have loads of tattoos. Because the other thing that really, really like made me shout at the television and shout at you for making me watch this fucking show, Thomas, is that like quite a few people, most of the people, in fact, in that lineup who were in, on this show to get... Probably, I mean, all of them, even the good ones, are not going to be as good a throat tattoo as you're going to get in a studio by an artist who's doing it with as much time as they need to do it. And
1: fu- funnily enough, funny enough, Matt, I have actually consulted a tattoo artist for their opinions on doing throat tattoos. So let me grab my phone, and I'll read it out good. to you.
0: Well, these, yeah, these people did not have hardly any of them. Some of them did, but most of them did not have any visible tattoos at all. And I'm like. Absolutely fuck this! The producer of this program for even suggesting this because it is just not good. Like, and 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 I, I you know, what was I think it was um, I think it was Tony who was like, "Oh, if I if I mess this tattoo up, I'm going home." It's like, no, if you mess this tattoo up, that person's got a shit tattoo on their fucking throat, man. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and competition. Like,
1: and like, particularly as well that, like, you know, a throat tattoo is a job stopper like hands neck face you know that's that's what it is but i lee who uh does my tattoos i messaged him and asked him you know uh i'm recording ink master episode later on and challenges throw tattoos what's your thoughts on them designing them tattooing them whatever comes to mind and he sent three cry laugh emojis I was a bit of a headache, but they're okay if someone is prepped and knows what to expect. But only if you're obviously committed to tattoos, obviously have a lot others and whatnot, refuse to do them otherwise, can be extremely painful and can take a lot of time because people's pain thresholds are quite different and essentially that they take longer because you have to account for the fact that people are in so much pain.
0: Yeah, and they're breathing and swallowing and like, yeah. and so. Imagine I a mean, games
1: times a hundred.
0: The people who are on that program, obviously, they're they're they are in control of their own bodies, they're getting a nice free tattoo. Like f- but I just think it's so, so unethical. Given, as I said, the whole mechanic of the program is for the two of the tattooers or one of the tattooers who won this flash challenge to make the other people do shit tattoos. And I just think like I just hate that man. Like I I'm joking about it, but like I hate it. Like it's so
1: it's so horrible. I'm so, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's I'm so a, horrible. A, inflicting this on you. Can you do you want to run us through what designs they're presented with for the skull picks?
0: Yeah, I think once again, they don't this is again an interesting production theme. They don't actually always... Like, this happened last week with the White House in Quebec. They don't actually always tell you it, what ex- every contestant has picked. And it, I have to go watch it two or three times to go, who who got that one? They don't sort of say, oh, Bob gets the... and Like, that, again, seems like a weird production decision for a show about tattooing. But, like, anyway, I wrote down, and I probably missed some, a bee in a web. Why? Why? Why a bee in a web? Not, why not fly in a web or a bee... Why like, why be on a web? That's just just weird. Scorpion with a sun, a black widow spider with flowers. No, you're
1: missing. You're missing a feminine black widow spider with florals and a lacy web.
0: Correct. Thank you. A what if spiders with... were
1: sexy, Matt?
0: <laughs> a grasshopper. I'm pretty sure there's
1: corners of the internet that uh, that uh, have that prepared for you if you are willing to look it up. <laughs>
0: um, a grasshopper with geometric designs. A beetle with flowers and open wings, a dragonfly, a wolf spider, and then I think, although they didn't actually say it, a death, I'm presuming a death's head moth, which is what Pond did. Yep.
1: Yep. A death, a
0: death head moth, death moth, death moth, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. But they didn't actually, they didn't actually like film the guy saying that. And I was like, I've only got seven things here. What's going on?
1: Um, I mean, it's a ta- it's a tattoo challenge. You can almost assume if they don't show one, it's going to be a death moth. <laughs>
0: uh, so DJ got the wolf spider. Anthony got the grasshopper. Tony got the dragonfly. Uh, creepy Jason got the scorpion on a guy who had ne- who had like some real shit, like self done or half lasered shit on his arm. And nothing else. He had,
1: yeah, he had one tattoo that he sat for for two and a half hours.
0: Absolutely. He was about to sit for six hours
1: getting a throat tattoo.
0: Yeah, it completely bare arms, pretty much. Like, un- unacceptable. Uh, Angel doing the bee, uh, Bob uh, doing uh, the grasshopper. No, what was Bob doing? Um, the dragonfly. That's it. Thank you. Gian doing a, the beetle thing, um, Pond doing the death of moth, and Katie doing the black widow spider um and again right so the the style brief was like black and gray but the tattoos today spanned yeah you know, our standard categories so we've had the traditional i mean none of them were particularly realistic but that was one that was you know they, it was closer to realist- realistic than anything else um so again just annoying to me like oh god and, and like, like the none- one thing I, I need to point out like immediately
1: Jason decided to do uh, his Scorpion freehand as well. So his thought process was... Now, bear in mind, he did that head-to-head with Steve and absolutely, like, knocked it out of the park with a freehand, black-and-grey, creepy spider thing. So, you know, it's kind of in his wheelhouse, and his justification is he can probably work quicker if he just freehands it rather than try and do a stencil. So everyone, I have to say... Jason is dealing with his client like he he's preparing the guy for, you know, this is going to hurt a lot and I'm going to need you to work with me to try and stay still. And like everyone kind of seems to be have like a little bit of discomfort. Some people deal with it better or not. But repeatedly, the producers cut to shots of like Jason's client really going through it, like having to take breaks. You know, I really felt for this guy because like I've had tattoos that are difficult, never in a place as bad as the
0: throat. And, you know, you have to take I a break. But like, I'm pretty heavily towed, right? Uh, but I, I couldn't fucking sit for five hours some with someone towing my throat. No way. Yeah,
1: no, not, no, totally not able. Totally not able. So we get to the critiques. First up is Angel with her bee caught in a web. I thought this was really clean. The contrast was great. The background was a little bit weak, you know, underutilized the kind of background elements, the web was like a little bit flimsy and it was asymmetrical as well.
0: Yeah. They say it wasn't symmetrical, which yeah. I mean, like again, why are you putting a B in a web? It's just a weird image, but like, I thought, I thought it was, I was good. I mean, one of the things, and this is again, really my own biases more than anything to do with the tattooers, but I really, you know, I just think like, especially on a throat, I want a tattoo and, there was a couple this week that really did do this, but like I want to tell you that's readable um, from a distance. It doesn't just look like a kind of mess on your neck. And I think so much of those, like that bee is a good example. I think it has so much fine stuff in it that your neck is like, it's not ever going to heal perfectly because it's moving around anyway. You might have to get touch-ups. I guess these guys aren't going to get touch-ups probably because they probably don't live near where the towers are. So it's a one-and-done kind of deal. It's moving around, so it's not going to heal very well. And it's constantly in the sun, right? So you're always getting UV light on it. So it's going to fade more than another tattoo elsewhere in your body. Um, and and so tr- doing this very, very intricate stuff that hasn't got a big, not heavy line, um, I really worry about. And, and, you know, your neck, you know, you see old people with, like, big motley necks. Like, it's the kind of skin that ages quickly really shows your age. I just think like all that very very fine detail is ain't going to look great. It, you know, it, it's your skill your, your, your that bit of your body also changes a lot with weight gain and loss. Um, you know, my weight's been pretty stable for a long time, but if I put on a few kilograms or lose a few kilograms, it's really visible around my jawline. And like all of that stuff is just not conducive to having a really lovely, detailed tattoo. And again, that's partly is my um my prejudices, because I, I like traditional that is, you know, bold will hold that uses negative space that is is, is heavy lined. And I, so I just what, worry. What,
1: so what you should take away from this is fully expect the beneath the skin skincare range to come out. co-sponsored by Dr. <laughs> Matt Lauder. You know, sponsored and approved
0: by doctors. See, there you, go. No, that's, Do- that's you That's you not pronouncing my name properly.
1: I to, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, approved by doctors, doctors of what? Who knows? Dr. Nick, who knows? But, you know, if you want your approved tattoos... By, and you're... Approved by doctors of art history. So, specifically, it's to be used to preserve your tattoos and your neck skin, you know? Matt has a lovely yeah. taut neck. Your wattle. <laughs> showing it off on camera. So, next we have DJ. DJ's tattoo is really good. Like, I think he kind of nailed ryan ashley's style of kind of like very it looks delicate like all not light but it looks delicate and fragile like
0: that that i i wrote in my notes for this one like that i i thought made it look a bit weak you know because it was kind of it was it was brilliantly done it was super soft and like uh from the little i've seen of his work like a bit out of his usual Repertoire, which is good. It was lovely. It was a lovely piece of work. Again, it felt kind of fragile, and maybe that is. I mean, also it was. It was really stylistically discordant with the tattoos on this on the person's body. um A lot of and that was true of most of these people. The, the style. A lot of these people who who did have visible tattoos around on their chest already or their necks were like weird, new school, colour stuff, and like having a big black and grey neck tattoo just looked very discordant and weird. Um,
1: Also, I, I will, I will come out hard against, you know, asymmetry on a neck tattoo with like with placement on the body. And this is me bringing like gym physiology into it, that the way the muscles like flow on the body with the neck, when you turn your head, it will contort the skin. Certain muscles will pop more. I just think. Do not put an asymmetrical tattoo on your throat. Like he yeah, had look, such a good opportunity to. Look how much to, that like, changes
0: have... on my throat. Here. I mean, again, it's, it's a bit lower down. It doesn't look all the way up under my chin. But like you know, that is a kind of symmetrical heart and and um and and cross. And it's like it's all over the place. So.
1: Like he had such a good opportunity. Like with the skill that he has, you could have had the spider like flat with the legs splayed out, and it would have it would have been a really good tattoo. But
0: yeah. I think
1: the judges kind of oh, it looks like it's crawling up the web. I I think is a bit of a cop out, to be honest. The lighting, yeah, with, I, the use of lighting in it is good, but I just think yeah. asymmetrical throat tattoos bunk.
0: Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Was, I mean, the judge said this one. it's a good tattoo. I just worry. You know, it's, it's you're certainly not readable from a distance, and it, I don't know if it's going to heal very well. Maybe it will. Who knows. Um, yeah.
1: Then we move on to Anthony. like the black is super punched in on this. Great use of textures. Like I think he did a fantastic job of combining you know, geometric elements with, you know, yeah, a very like I wouldn't say, once again, I wouldn't say delicate, but like a very well-composed idea, and like made the two designs flow together in my mind.
0: Yeah, like again, I think um I mean I'm 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 not an entomologist, Jim. I'm an art historian. Um like I don't know what it didn't look like a grasshopper to me, but I don't know what grasshopper I realised I didn't know what grasshoppers look like. And I certainly haven't looked at one from the top with its wings out. So <laughs> if
1: you're one, if you're one of the hundreds of people who listen to this show who have PhDs, there's probably gonna some be someone who has like a PhD in whatever ology includes insects, you know. Ent- entomology. Messaging entomology, messaging, you know,
0: let us know. Yeah, don't confuse um, Jay- entomology which is the study of insects and etymology which is the study of words. Like, it's a very awkward conference if you get that typo.
1: <laughs> so Jason, um, once uh, not black and grey, I'm gonna say that much. It was no, a good it wasn't tattoo. Black and it, no, just not at all. You know, it it, it it was a good tattoo. I'll give him that and given how difficult it was, um, I'd give him that, but it's not black and gray. Like in any other season, he'd get dinged for this.
0: Yeah, I was disappointed because he obviously he does weird, creepy bug things, and like the canvas was not. Also, the the half circle, the sun thing was all very oddly lined and a bit janky. And like, I given that he was probably closest, it was closest to his style from anyone else. I was really like, oh mate. But then again, like I don't know. I, I I just they 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 made some good points that they, you know it, it did look good as a neck tattoo um the guy had a big like big thick neck he had some double chins and like it was nicely placed cleverly done but like i just think i mean yeah like i'm repeating myself here but like the, this guy who who just didn't have any tattoos at all <laughs> has now got a walk around with a big janky neck tie, yeah. like
1: throat out. Like, as as someone who is in the possession of a very wide neck, um, I took offence <laughs> with them saying that, oh, they gave this guy a neck where he didn't have one before. But yeah, I just, I didn't necessarily like the bits that came up onto the chin. I thought that was, like, a little bit too much and kind of, like, took away from the overall tattoo. But, you know. And we move on to Tony Tony Tone, uh, our favourite. Uh, well, my favourite. Um... With the dragonfly, I just thought this was beautiful. Was this like, your favorite of the episodes? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, well, yeah. that and throw it up between that and Gian. Although I have my issues with Gian in like the context of the challenge, but like both of them, great tattoos. Like Tony, once again, like he said to the judges, "Oh, you know, I don't do uh, black and gray." It was like it's clearly he's able to, and he's able yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it quite well. Um, yeah, we and on. he's.
0: He feels to me, and he he made some decisions in previous weeks where, like clearly, um, he's making decisions for the benefit of the tattoo and not the competition. And I think all credit to that guy for doing that. Tony, the
1: most ethical competitor on Ink Master. Move on to Katie. Um, I, my notes say wonky, too much time spent stipple shading, and very disconnected.
0: Yeah, the, the, the Dutch is critical. This was like three separate tattoos. Totally right. I mean, I think in a way it was the most... Um, well, this is... Yeah, it was... I think we'll talk about the the, the three that are left, Jian, Pon and Kei separately, but I thought the flowers, I think were awesome for a throat tattoo. Like, freaking great. Like, I love that style. Also
1: very good, like, in the style of, like, Ryan Ashley style, black and grey. Those flowers are, like, spot on. It's just, you know...
0: Yeah, and I think she was right as well. Yeah, I think she was right that the... That that web was, like, bloodlined in grey, so it will heal differently to how it looks, and she made that point in her defence with the judges, and I think... She was right to do so, but it was compositionally, it was too small. I mean, this is the other thing with the time limit, right? Like that was a tattoo that was doable within four, four and a half, five hours. It needed for the neck it was on and the composition that she was going for. It deserved to be bigger. Like if you're putting a big freaking, or or actually weirdly, or smaller, funnily enough, like you need to do it like this, this scale, the size of mine that's like not taking up the whole freaking throat or you need to make it much bigger but like compositionally and because the the balance between the flowers and the spider in the middle didn't work it, it it did feel yeah it did feel off and again like it's not a terrible tattoo and i you know um i think the person who's got it will be pleased to wear it but like you know, I just think if that person's gone to her shop, the antenna,
1: like the antenna were wonky, you know, I I think it was, it it could have been a very good tattoo, but just some poor decisions made. Let me move on to Gian. Great color work, great detail. This is a Neo trad tattoo, not a black and gray (laughs) realism tattoo. I I'm sorry. I do not care. What you think? This is not a black and gray, particularly black and gray in the style of Ryan Ashley tattoo. This is just (laughs) a black, Neo try a tattoo, you know, yeah, that, that is yeah, just it. If and you- it
0: was, it was the only one of these, uh, and this was my favourite. Like, I, it was the only one of all of them that actually read good, like from every angle. They, he, I think he was the only one they showed side profile pictures of the neck with it on because the wings or the the, the features coming out um, of the beetle like just looked wicked. Like he did a great amount of stuff in the time in terms of style, shading, compositionally it was wicked. Yeah, it wasn't black and grey. Didn't even really look much like a beetle. I mean, but it all looked good. It will work. That person carries on and gets much more heavily tattooed. It will look wicked as a tattoo. Also, um,
1: also as well. Really like, one, like Gian, Bob, um Anthony. They're kind of the only ones. And you know, Angels as well. Um uh, well actually no not angel um we're the only ones that actually used the body part that it was on to their advantage everyone else it seems to be like they tried to fit the design to the neck where they used the, like the natural curvature of the neck the chin the jaw to actually their advantage to me- make a better tattoo it seems like everyone else kind of tried to work around
0: it 100% and like that is again like the throat like throat tattoos are Awesome because they're so visible. Because they do really, as the judges pointed out, they do kind of ch- can certainly change the shape of your face. Like, we've all seen people that have had like very heavy neck coverage that look like they're wearing a bad scarf. Equally, I know people that have got throat tattoos that are just so readable. And like, that's that was what I was so sad about with Pons, basically. Because I thought, you know, Nico's point out like, oh, Pons was the one that I'd wear, and Pon, like, really. Muffed it here because if he'd have just done a pond tattoo, like he, this was this is again game where I think the style thing is a real unfair and unethical thing for them to be pushing. Because if they just said do Beatles in your style and they let Pond do a freaking black black, even if it wasn't colour, like a monochrome Death Head moth on that person's throat, it would have been much cleaner. But he was he was second guessing himself with the style, and it ended up being wonky and 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 misshapen and like. You know, but that design, as like Niko pointed out, looks wick would look wicked.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I've I've actually seen people in person with really good Death's Head moth like throat tattoos. It can be done really well. He just went like it. It was too dark. Like he went way too dark in the wings. Lost so much of like like Death's Head moths tat Death Head moths tattoos. They're meant to really balance the like delicate nature of the contrast in their wings and on their body. And he just like, yeah, he kind of he went too dark. It's too flat as well. Um actually uh, on a side note, I just remembered it. If you want to see a really, really good throat tattoo on one of the competitors who it actually works so much with the actual part of the anatomy it's on, it's Bob. Bob has a phenomenal throat tattoo.
0: Yeah. Well I'm gonna send you a link. I was just I was just Google image searching things to try and find some of these. Um and uh this is by I don't know who it's by, but um you can Google image search moth throat toe and just see exactly what you're talking about. There's so many good ones, but like this is freaking... this is a black and gray death head moth and it is freaking badass. Um let me send you the link. Uh duh, 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 duh.
1: Phenomenal. Like that is that is a incredible use of the body, the use of the skin breaks, detail, like you know, if you had two sessions, that is what
0: you could do. But they
1: only yeah, had two, or, six two hours. or
0: three two or three sessions on that for sure.
1: Yeah. So it comes down to Gian and Tony. I think Tony should have taken it, but Gian takes it. Um and then who do we have on the bottom? You can probably guess.
0: Yeah Pon and Pon and Katie. I mean I think I actually would have put Creepy Jason in the bottom, uh, but those two, those two tattoos had their issues, and I think my boy, my boy Pon, uh, went home. But I think, rightly so, on the day, it's a shame because he, I think he choked. You know, like if he'd have just done a traditional or traditional even ish, uh, Death Head moth in his own style, um. I think he would have been okay, but he 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 sort of yeah he 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 second guessed himself, you know. Um, that's that, that was my read of it.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, Matt's favorite pawn has gone home. Pawn's gone. Uh, R.I.P. Pawn.
0: R.I.P. Pawn. I mean, like here's. A, so I'm going to send you another link here. So I'm just um again finding things on Google Images. The last one that I was just telling you about uh is by. Um, a tattooer called Nico Nerdo um, from France. This is actually um, uh, by uh, Body Language Tattoo in Erfurt, Germany. Um, I don't know who the artist name is because Tattoo Do hasn't told me. Um, But, yeah, let me put this here. Like, this is – I mean, we can put these links in the show notes. Like – this is the kind of thing. Oh, this is so. This is by a, um, an artist called Satanischer Ferda, Satanic Horse, um, who tattoos a body language tattoo in Erfurt, Germany. Um, like if Pon had done something like that, um, uh, which is it on a throat there, a proper, just much more traditional monochrome moth, I think he would still be in the competition.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that is not the case. So, Matt, uh, as we're closing out, what is your take on this episode, and are you excited to watch more?
0: Well, I haven't learned anything about contrast. Um, Once again, didn't seem to really feature. (laughs) (laughs) Um, None of none of the critiques, even the judging, was about negative space use or shading or you know all the other things that we got told contrast was about. Um, And I. I feel a bit sorry for most of these clients because they didn't get as good a tattoo as they would have done in other circumstances. I mean, look, you yeah, know, that applies to people getting tattooed at conventions as well, right? Like you're probably not going to get a good a tattoo at a convention as you would do at an artist's studio. Um, and but you're you're making the trade-off there about availability and, you know, like getting tattooed by people who you wouldn't normally get tattooed by. But like getting tattooed at a convention that comes with you know, you can get tattooed by someone you wouldn't want to get tattooed by, but in a style that they want to work in. I think, like, the, I don't understand. I mean, this is free, I guess. As you said, you told me they're not paying for these tattoos, but it doesn't seem to me really to justify the uh, decision to let someone tattoo your throat with a design they don't like in a style they're not happy doing on a place they don't want to do in a time that's too short to do it. Like, it's just too many layers of, like, unpleasantness for me. So and I'm sure that's going to get worse. I'm sure, you know, um the teaser trailer for next week's episode was quite light in terms of what the content was going to be. But I was, you know, joking like, ah, oh, you've got to do um you've got to do the Eiffel Tower in space uh like on someone's like butt cheek, you know, or like on their face or something. I I just think like Again, I said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again before the end of this season. I I want to see a tattooing program. I want to see a program about people doing good tattoos.
1: Oh, Channel Four, Channel Four, get in touch if there's any Channel Four execs that enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, no one would watch touch. it
0: other than me. I'm the, the or you. The program would be I just want to see people do good tattoos. That would that would be it. Well, like, Matt, Matt
1: unfortunately, uh, our uh, our download statistics uh, differ. And uh, speaking of Channel Four executives. If, that are enjoying the show. If you're enjoying the show, uh, please check us out on Patreon. We have bonus episodes. You can hear episodes like this and our other free episodes early. You can get loads of fun bonus content all for as little as five quid a month. If you subscribe at the £15 tier, you can actually get a copy of Matt's upcoming book, Painted People, uh, for free included, well, not for free, included in your subscription and it will be signed by Matt and posted directly to your home. You'll be supporting us rather than supporting Big Evil Amazon. And if you want to hear more from us, you can follow us on Twitter at Beneath skin Pod. You can find me at got it, at Gynies, That's G-U-Y-N-E-Y-S. Matt, where can everyone find you and where can people buy your book if they don't subscribe on Patreon?
0: You can find me face down, uh yeah, eating pavement round the corner from my house. Um, and yeah, the book is available in, as they say, all good bookshops. It's out on the 27th of October, which is terrifyingly soon. Um, uh, I will be, uh, I'm sure, doing some events uh, and some talks um, over the year. It looks like I'm going to be at Brighton Tower Convention in February. Um, but you can buy the book from Amazon. You can buy it directly from HarperCollins. You can get it from the Guardian Bookshop. Um, all of which will cost you a bit more money than uh, subscribing to the podcast at the fifteen-pound Patreon tier, um, and uh, getting a copy directly from, uh, from me. So yeah, like, and also, uh, this isn't really an Ink Master podcast. This is a tattoo history podcast. I try and sneak in some tattoo history, and we we learned today about, uh, you know, how not to remove your gunpowder tattoo. Um, but more normal service on the tattoo history front will be resumed, and lots more. Uh, content on that front to come and
1: where can they finally you, find you online matt you forgot to plug that oh you just google me just read his book you, just read his book you, That's use, on you. you don't you need to use, listen to him. you can use google exactly thank you very much for me bye bye